0: Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar, and we're your host. I'm T.A. This, this is G. Money, and we are back at you. We uh, are. We're brought to you by ATB Media Network. And man... Very fired up. This has been an unbelievable Ooh, week of football. I'm excited. Probably one of the best ones of the season. Just got off of a killer Monday night game. I hope all of you had the opportunity to watch those shenanigans. You wouldn't have known that the Bills versus the Broncos were going to be cracking like that. That <laughs> game was absolutely cracking. Low scoring, but so much action. How that game finished, you got to love this game. Now, before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Subscribe, like download the shows we're having a ball we're ready to talk all right what are we drinking Some on bro? On what are we drinking on well what are you drinking on because i know what i'm drinking on
0: oh man i don't even know how to say this guy's name uh what is it <laughs> Shen- shenanigans
1: <I> don't <laughs> no you duncan, taylor, I duncan taylor duncan taylor obviously this. he's been having okay. a couple drinks already all and right. for me i'm drinking something called Little French cognac right now, and it is uh-huh. very nice. And, 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 and maybe it's decorté. It I be don't de know. With, as well, you know.
0: Hey, that, yeah, the French part,
1: the so, French hey. part. But you know, I got to get it started because this weekend, I think there's a new sheriff in town. I think we've seen a changing of the guard. Have you? I mean, when, when CJ Shroud probably mm. is delivering one of the, if not the very best rookies of the year for quarterback. Look, you made me close
0: my eyes when you said it because (laughs) I was thinking to myself, yeah, man, CJ Stroud as being that dude, man, he, I couldn't uh, fathom that a rookie would be able to perform and deliver uh, just a clutch performance. It was really about him being clutch. He threw the interception late and by all intents and purposes, every NFL team that we've ever seen, especially quarterback included, that has thrown a, a turnover late has found a way to wet that bed and everybody would have been okay with it. Yeah. But he messed around and won that thing. You know what that's called? The clutch gene. Ooh. Now, you know, I I hear a lot of hypers like now all of a sudden he might be the MVP contender.
1: Do you think he's the MVP right now? Well, I don't know if he's quite the MVP. I think he is beginning to really make that case. But what we've seen is this past week, yesterday, was not his first time coming back. He's actually done that several times. And what um, really brings him into the MVP conversation is the amount of touchdowns that he's thrown, which I believe is somewhere around 15, and mm, only two interceptions. Only two. So, again, when you look at not just that type of performance or that type of efficiency while playing, but also with the team and the, and the weapons that he has. We've got to yeah. remember that he played against a team that had chase which is arguably top three, top five wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, Higgins that was out, but um, Joe Burrow gets to play with another number one receiver. And then Boyd, who's been consistent throughout his entire career, Mm. he gets to play with that type of ensemble. You know who my man Stroud is playing with? His number one receiver is Collins. Wouldn't even start on the Bengals. He would have been the fourth or fifth wide receiver on the Bengals, and that's his Very number true. one. And he wasn't even playing. You got uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, who has been jumped the shark. He's oh, been past his you time. You were really watching that game, <laughs> yeah, now, huh? past his time. And then you have a rookie called Tankdale and uh, Dallas's previous, last year's fourth wide receiver in Brown. That is his ensemble of weapons, and he outdoored the. The, the joe, burrow. joe burrow and i like
0: joe burrow too see Me too. Jo- joe burrow got that little bit of swag and that little bit of dare i say gangster i know we throw that around a lot but the truth of the matter is is that it's it's just about the confidence that a quarterback plays with and joe burrow has it but getting back to cj cj has proven as a rookie that he can read defenses quickly. And I think that that is the biggest transition for all, like, rookie quarterbacks. And we've seen that some of them do it well and some of them do it not so well. Mm-hmm. And, yes, he probably has a, a, a pretty good offensive line because, you know, Houston has been terrible for a long time. So they've certainly gotten No, they have one of the best base. offensive lines in the league. Yeah, I know. But I think a lot of them looking good is because of him because i think that he has that which between anywhere between 2.5 to 3 seconds to where he has to read an entire defense and understand if it's cover two cover three man whatever he's able to do that and then discern who his outlet position is or who his deep shot is and he does it and i have yet to see that out of a rookie i don't I don't think we've actually seen that from no. a rookie that is not having the physical ability to like, you know, dominate a team like Michael Vick would just say, oh, OK, screw it. I don't understand everything. I'm going to just run because I run a four three. Right. He doesn't do any of that. He just I'm still in there reading the whole field and woo, 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 woo,
1: woo, woo, bing, there it is. And he delivers it. It's very impressive, and, and you know, it's it's funny. You had some little some negative talk about uh, CJ uh, going into the draft uh, situation, one That's with true. the S two test, and they're wondering if he was going to be cognitively strong enough to sit over here. Ooh, that is a... always your soapbox. Uh, you love to talk about because because those tests are bullshit. But if you listen to the people that knew him coming up from high school like Bucky Brooks. Um, there, there there are some old players that that knew about him from, from high school that going through the camps and what have you that knew how special he was and obviously his stats at Ohio State were absolutely phenomenal but you mm-hmm. know Ohio State is has been deemed before him as a team that couldn't produce a quality yes. NFL quarterback and we saw that myth being blown to shreds. Mm-hmm. What we see by him is something that we haven't seen thus far not even from a home Mahomes didn't even play his rookie year and what i do believe is this was a passing of a torch this was a changing of the guard we Ooh, thought you feel that strong about unequivocally it. we th- because we're seeing it done consistently and let me tell you something burrow wasn't sitting over here and considered an MVP possible candidate in his rookie year and nobody thought he was either remember everybody thought this team was going to be shitty this year and it's solely based off of him or not solely it's a great portion of this is based off of him perfect mix with the coach and so it shows you how important good coaching is because we have a good coach that that's come there that's completely got this team um feeling and believing like they can win they're sharp they're on point and so when you bring all these things together you have a team Mm. that's not breath with talent but you have a very talented quarterback that's elevating the play of their um, just their overall, their uh, overall team. But you know, really it's team. like, how do you really define his weapons? I mean, he didn't even have a starting running back with him. He had his backup running back, which was single, uh, uh, a yeah. single Terry that had 175 yards. If I'm not going to say 150, 175 yeah. yards, all of this is based off of, his prowess, off of his execution, off of his efficiency. Yeah, I, and I
0: have to agree. Uh, the The bottom line is, from my perspective, look. He doesn't have any proven weapons, but the NFL is uh, what have you done for me lately, league. Mm-hmm. So what it really is is that he has guys that have all of the physical tools because they wouldn't even make it to this level if they didn't have the physical tools. But he doesn't have anybody that's tried and true and proven on his
1: squad.
0: Collins, even Nico Collins it is. You heard true, him before this year?
1: No. Tank Dell. Five six, hundred sixty-five right. pounds. Rookie, Bobby Trees. Yeah, we know he's been—he's de- geriatrics. Put him in retirement.
0: Amen. Home. You making me want to say, uh, raise the roof over here. Okay, <laughs> yes. I'm over here like a like a woman who's wearing white gloves in the church. Just oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, praise Jesus. But the, you're right. But the the bottom line is is that none of these guys were proven. And that's the amazing thing about him. He has been able to elevate everybody's performance. And he's just said, hey, man, you guys latch on to me. Come with me. Mm -hmm. And we're going to deliver. And your career and my career are linked, lockstep. And we're about to do this damn thing. And we're about to shake up the world. And guess what? CJ is
1: doing it. I didn't think it was going to happen. Not this year. Let me give you a bold take. Because I think it's possible after we watched how um, the Jag shit the bed uh, this week against San Francisco. Oh yeah, but uh, that was and, and Trevor Lawrence sitting over here in his third year, still not elevating up to what all the pundits and everybody said he was going to be in terms of a generational quarterback. CJ Shroud, in my opinion, and, and and from the eye test, looks better than him right now as a rookie. He does and this generational talent without a doubt. looks in his third year. So. I, my bold take is that the Texans are going to actually catch the Jags, mm. win that division, tell it, be in the top Speak four seeding, and win a playoff uh, game. And uh, look, what, Houston loves you for that, and, I will just say. guess what? I used to live there. Mm. So what I'm saying is, is that I believe if we continue to see this high level of play from him and the team continuously coalescing around him, that we're looking at probably I can't think of a time of a rookie being the MVP. Mm. And so now we will have Mahomes and we will have Shroud. He will jump over all the believers of Joe Burrow. He will jump over uh what's my uh Josh Allen. Everybody talking Josh Allen was better than Mahomes. Mm. He's going to leapfrog all of them and then we're looking at the two top quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Well, you know what? I can't I can't say that you're wrong. It is a it is a forecast. It is a prognostication, but I can't say that you're wrong. It's a hot take. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that too. <laughs> but I can't say that you're wrong. And you, it's interesting that you bring up Jacksonville because see, Jacksonville is interesting because they've had the same a lot of the same amount of sexiness. They had Zay Jones. They got you know Kirk. They they, they Ridley Ridley. Uh,
1: ATN. Uh, ATN. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: all of them. Uh, on, Ingram. On, yeah. On paper, they're supposed to – this is supposed to be their swan song. But guess what? Houston is ruining that story for them. Mm-hmm. And when you look at team schedules, yeah, maybe they run into a couple of guys. But then you have to say, maybe that quarterback who looks like he's a Disney character, he <laughs> might not be – the, the man, prince, yeah, he the might prince. Not be. So my yeah. God! Because yeah. you know he got the long hair and yeah. hair. we all know what he looked like. But he might not be that guy, and C.J. Stroud is proving that he is worthy of it. Now, I don't want
1: to disrespect Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence well, is a boo boo. It's but, not, but he's but not. he's not great. I think we're having the opportunity to recognize greatness unfold right in front of our eyes. Mm. But 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 look, we, we we we've talked about one great quarterback that's been a rookie. Let's talk about a quarterback that's making his comeback this this week. Oh, I um, already know where you're going. That you know, I, I, I'm excited to see because this is a person that's kind of been tossed to the side, tossed to the trash. And just a year ago, he was in the MVP conversation. He was a number one pick, won mm. the Heisman Trophy, and now people want to. Um, uh, bloviate that he should be cast aside, and they should just get a new quarterback. Go ahead and say his name. Absolutely, say his name. What is his? Kyler's back. Oh, there it is. Back, and we have the opportunity to see him after a year of rehab. Uh, coming mm. back from an ACL um, um, injury. injury, yeah, and, and he came back. And you know what, what? What was great is that one, they won the game. But number two, you saw him out there running. He was playing without fear. Most mm-hmm. people that come back from an injury like that are a little bit skittish. It usually takes them a few games, if not an entire year, to get back to their previous self. But we saw Kyler out there running, and that's part of what makes him special. Elevating that team, uh, yes. that that everybody loves Josh Agreed. Dobbs, but he they he couldn't do what Kyler did for that team. which shows you there's levels to this shit. Well, yeah, took that team to a win.
0: And you also see why they traded Dobbs because you know Dobbs was very productive, but they just said, you know what, this is probably unfair to Dobbs because we know we got this gem in our coffers and we need to make a. Do decision. they really
1: think he's a gem?
0: Well. Here, here's That's the yet thing. to be seen. I, I see. I, I disagree only in this one regard. Look, the man runs a four three. He might be four three, <laughs> <laughs> little midget there, but he runs a four three, mm-hmm. and and he can read defenses a la Doug Fluey And yeah, he's got small receivers, and he's got all these things marginally against him. But the bottom line is, he throws the ball like a a, a rocket out of his arm. And he runs a four three. So if you have Josh Dobbs there, who's the you know the the, the rocket scientist, you know the 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 super smart guy, we need to de- allow him to have an opportunity. And in, in- injury only allowed for that to really take place. So I actually commend Arizona for just saying, "Hey, man, let me move Josh Dobbs to a team that is actually trying to play for something." And because I've got my rock star here, and the only thing you would do with us is hold a clipboard. So, because we need to make a decision. Arizona needs to make a decision. Are we going to stay with Kyler Murray, or are we going to say we're going to be in the uh, Caleb Williams sweepstakes?
1: And and that's a question. What do you think the team wants? Uh, you know, I have some thoughts on that, but tell me, what do you think the team want? Do you think they want to stay with Kyler? And I don't think trading Josh Dobbs is any indicator in, in any indication on what they want to do. What do you think? Do you think uh, Kyler's going to be there next year? Or do you think they're going to sit over and try to move him like they did early in the season? They tried to move him to Atlanta and, 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 and pick somebody early in the, in the, in the I think draft. that
0: the contract that he signed mandates that they have him as their quarterback next year now if he came out here and he wet the bed that they would have to eat crow and they would have to suck up I don't know somewhere around 30 million dollars to basically say we're going to
1: do away with this guy and
0: they would draft and, of and, and and
1: that's not that much money. $30 million when you look at a $250 Ooh, million dollar budget. No, $250 million cap next year. Um $30 million is not that much to eat when you would be sitting over here and bringing in a rookie quarterback. Okay. So so my, my thought process is is I think he has an opportunity to play the team out of that type of sweep state. Sure. So if if Kyler is able to sit over here and get amass another three or four wins before the end of the season where they're not going to be in that top five because remember they have some extra draft capital because they made the trade in the draft last year with with the Texans. So they have some extra draft capital. So if they if Kyler can get them those extra three or four wins with the two wins that they already have, they're going to be outside of that top five, right? So I don't think that they would uh, be in a position to get one of those quarterbacks, and I think they would stick with Kyler. Okay, right. I, I don't disagree with you. I just think, like you said, they are two
0: and eight. Uh, may, I was going to say three and eight, maybe, but then no, they're two and eight, right? Two and they're eight, two and, eight mm-hmm. and we all can say they're going to have a losing season. But if Kyler is able to just say, hey, I'm that dude for the next three or four weeks, he does not even have to do it for the rest of the season. He just needs to be able to put, a, to put together, outside of this victory that they just had, another three or four wins that'll just say, hey, I'm that dude, and if you give me a viable receiver and or tight end to, to, that, that we can run with it.
1: Well, they have you a great go. tight end. You saw what uh, McBride did this past week, a Balitnikov winner, which is mm. the number one tight end in all of, uh, well, in all of NCAA. He had 100 and roughly twenty, hundred and thirty uh yards this past oh, week. Oh, I
0: see you doing your research. I do my oh, research. Oh, yes.
1: and, and he's already um, put Ertz on the bench. So mm. they already have a great tight end. But with their two first-round picks that they have uh, available to them, if they do fall out of that top, Five and maybe are closer to eight, nine, or ten. Now they have an opportunity to pick up two um, significant pieces in the first yes. round to really put some weapons because right yeah. now they don't really have any weapons. They I mean, don't. you have Marquise Brown, who's not a true number one.
0: No, and he and he's a he's a fast small guy, the, slight, light in the stage.
1: booty, slight in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: They need they need a Metcalf. They need a a, a Brown. They need they need a, a big. Uh, physically opposing wide receiver to kind of like accentuate Kyler Murray or they need to just say scrap it and we're going to take those draft picks and move up to number one and get Caleb Williams. I think it has to be Caleb Williams and just say, oh, we're going to start over. But the way that Kyler, Kyler has an opportunity right now. Right. And so really it is, is that he needs to just say, I'm that dude, and damn you. And I don't care if I play video games all day. I know how to read defenses, I know how to study, and I run a 4 3 and just build around me. And that's why he came back.
1: And he he delivered on the first. I'll tell you this I think, I, I believe that Kyler feels a sense of urgency. that that, that proverbial fire that's under his booty Mm. to sit over here and go out there and play. He played with a sense of urgency. He He is a competitor but people doubted his competitiveness Mm -hmm. and I think that he's heard all of the the, the talk that surrounded him Mm -hmm. over the past year. And he's
0: tired of it. And
1: he's tired of it and he's going to go out there and play and that right there is 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 that fire? Is that competitiveness that you need yes. to have in in, in, a, in a top QB? But yes. I will tell you this: is I'm offended. I'm offended because we heard about dumping this man and going to get another quarterback when he was just up for an MVP and we don't see that. We never saw that for Daniel Jones. All we heard was excuses. uh, We we don't know what he is because he hasn't had any, any, any weapons around him. He's had multiple coaches over his uh, tenure. We heard every single excuse for his ineptness and he was never, ever in the MVP conversation. Mm -hmm. But with this, individual that had a great year two years ago we they want to talk about dumping him so i really look forward to kyler stepping up and, and not allowing the naysayers to sit over and be proven correct I, I, and I, I would if i were to let's say
0: project forward i think that you're right i think that kyler will show and prove I, I if i were to like just say hey man well i'm gonna take a, a educated guess I think Kyler is about to be like, I'ma show you
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, you know who said Watch out. You know who said I'ma show you motherfuckers and it's getting it done? Your boy. And and, and you know what? I had to give you a high five, Because I, I know you feel good. Your boys have won two games in a row. Woo! Man, Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, new head coach. Um I know you're Say excited. It again. Say it again. I, I, Say it again. The new head coach, and, and again, has brought two wins in a, in a row since he's taken over. He's, we've seen a complete transformation mm. in this team, just in the in the energy that he brings oh. to the table, the energy that he infuses into his players. And what they're willing to give back to not just him, but to the to the actual franchise and to the fans. So for you, the question is: is, just with these two wins, has Antonio Pierce done enough? In your opinion, to remain as the Raiders head coach.
0: Yes. And Mark Davis, pay attention to me. Okay. You messed up when you didn't hire, uh, what's his name? Uh, Masaccia. Masaccia. Uh, Masaccia. <laughs> Sorry if I brutalized your name, sir. Because I understand, because you were offense, you were uh, a special team coach. Special teams coach. Yep. Offensive line coach, a special team coach, one of them. But that does not sound sexy, so you know. But at the, at the end of the day, what I gotta give cr- credit to Basachi is he was a leader of men, and what the what we understand by Pigeon Nuts a is that he was not a leader of men. And when you are in Pigeon this... Nuts is McDaniel's for everybody. Yes, I refuse to call him by his name. <laughs> his name is Pigeon Nuts McGee. <laughs> okay, now, but the point is, is that Antonio Pierce came in and just said, hey, look, I remember 83. I remember when we won the Super Bowl, and he's like was he came me. up, he <laughs> came up, it was NWA, it was the the, the Raiders in the hat. He's from the and, West, and, he's and, from the West know, Coast. And we and we wearing the Satin Raider uh starter yeah. jackets you know with the rare crest on it yeah you know which they need to bring back by the way but I disclaim so he understands what it is about it's about that attitude it's about that bravado it's about that discipline it's about that emphasis on details and aggression and he has brought that back to my team and god bless him i i most i would say all maybe of the Raider nation has been waiting for that. We've been waiting for somebody to say, no, fuck that. We about to, we about to do it. Yeah. Ah, ah. Or, ah. I, I would agree.
1: And, and, and he, he brought it, he brought it. Now, now here's, what's interesting. We have two tough games or the Raiders have two tough games coming up. We might go 0-2, we might uh, go on 2 but uh, whatever. But, but, but it's not about necessarily winning these two games because they're playing against the Miami Dolphins that are coming off on of the run, bye. on the road on the road yeah. going flying across the street and then they're playing the Chiefs yeah but see, at home though at, huh? the at play, home the, the Chiefs at home or the, the play- Chiefs
0: the, the Chiefs the next game after Miami mm-hmm. on the road is Chiefs at home and I would say if we are able to successfully win one of those two games. It's locked in. Lock, I would down, say take a Antonio Pierce can lose the rest of the games for the rest of the season. He, If he's able to achieve that, even though I know he won't lose the rest of the games, but if he's able to achieve that, he should be the head coach, period, end of story. And, and
1: for me, I, I don't necessarily, like, obviously I wouldn't bet that he could win either one of those games. But it's about the showing. It's about how the team looks, how the team performs, what is their energy level in those games, yeah. and do they walk through those uh, those doors when they're running onto the field? Um, do they come onto the field with a sense that they can win? Yeah. And I believe we're going to be able to see that as being fans, being, you know, from the outside looking in and i believe that energy that that he's already exuded and shown mm. that that he's infused into the team i agree i, I when we want to see that on the field against these two top teams in the conference and make these games uber competitive. They don't have to win them. Just be competitive. Look like you deserve to be on the field with the Dolphins. Look like you deserve to be on the field with the Chiefs. And I believe he's going to do that. I think Max, and and to be perfectly honest with you, for a long shot bet, I believe that they have a chance to beat one of the two. Not both, definitely. But I I think they can catch one of the two
0: slipping. I would agree with you because I just got finished saying, I think that we're going to lose both. (laughs) But I think that the difference between, let's say three weeks ago and today is, is that I actually believe that there's a puncher's chance Mm -hmm. for us to win one, if not both of those games. And yes, it is a hedged bet. And yes, it is a, Dare I say a leap because it's going against conventional wisdom when you start talking about the fact that I said okay, all right, guys running a four uh, three, Cheetah might run a three point nine. Yeah, like like that dude is is ludicrous speed, right. mm-hmm. and he's always whooped the Raiders' ass. And we're thin in our secondary, so everything is stacked against us. However, the attitude. Mm-hmm. The the want to has been brought forth mm-hmm. by this coach and you can't minimize that. It, it, there is a certain desire and there is a certain kind of fire that has come with this team that didn't exist before mm-hmm. because they didn't have anybody that they believed in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there can be an average guy who might be able to step up in the moment because now we believe. And that's all Raider fans really wanted was somebody that we could believe in. That's all the players wanted, somebody we could believe in. And you can
1: believe in uh, your boy, uh, Pierce. Pierce. Now, here, here, here's where the opportunity lies. And, and it's not for the Raiders organization, per se. It's for an in, individual. This is Aiden O'Connell. You want to sit over here and 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 solidify yourself as being the future for this franchise, play great, play mistake-free football, play with confidence, execute, and be efficient in these next two games. Mr. Aiden O'Connell, if you can do that, then that score is going to be close. Even if you lose both of them the team, the organization, the fans can live mm-hmm. with taking that those two losses. Go ahead and if, wish
0: on a star.
1: Well, no, 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 no. We can do it though. We hey. can do it. Well, well, again, it's just it's it's area and opportunity. It's just yeah. like a fight. It's area and opportunity. The reality is is Aiden can play within himself. If the coach can sit over here and um Keep him calm. Keep him relaxed. Keep him not g- trying to do more than yeah. what he needs to do. You slow that game down by just running the ball and keeping yep. possession as much as possible, and limiting the 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 chances of um, of him making mistakes. Because the reality is, he's going up against Vic Fangio and that Miami defense, and he's yeah. going against in my opinion, one of the top three defenses in Kansas City. So the only way to sit over yes. here and, and and stop yourself from sitting over here and fucking up is by slowing the game down. Yes. And so it's on him. I'm excited for that opportunity for him. I hope he knows that this is an opportunity for him to make that determining factor of if he's going to be moving forward past the season to be a starting quarterback mm. in, this, in this league, or is he going to be deemed – a, uh, a a a backup, and let me tell you something. The Raiders sense what they have brewing here, and if he can't get it done, if he looks like a buffoon, if he looks like the the stage is too big for him, they're going to move past him. Yep. this is the proving grounds right here, right yes. now, these next two weeks to give him an opportunity. The biggest two weeks of his life, the biggest two weeks of of at least his of his career. of, of, of his at career, least of, his, of career. his career. So so Maybe so, so guess what? As me not being necessarily a Raiders fan, I am um, cheering for 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 Pierce. I am cheering for you because I know uh, I know how much pain and anguish you yes, uh, had you. to deal with over the course of your life, and I've made fun of most of that pain and anguish throughout these years. Mm-hmm. But I really see an opportunity for you to sit over here and get. Some oh anguish. man,
0: and you know what? And that feels. Listen, my heart is just warmed. I just feel like a care bear stare. I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, thank you. But what I will say is, uh, since you brought up O'Connell, I will say this before we go to the next topic. Aiden O'Connell, very simply, and you, you said it so eloquently, but what he really needs to understand is this one simple thing. He holds the ball too long. So he needs to, when you're in the red zone, check down the reason why he's turned the ball over is not because he can't read defenses or read the field. It's that he's holding it for more than three or four seconds. And he needs to realize that when it's zone, especially in the red zone, throw the check down, bro. Mm -hmm. So if you have a check down and the check down is Jacobs, Mm -hmm. give it to Jacobs. Mm -hmm. If the check down is the tight end running in a flat, give it there because you literally have 2.5, maybe three seconds to make a decision. And when that, that decision goes into four, bad things happen. And so as long as when you understand that as a quarterback, then you'll be fine. He just has a tendency and we saw it in the Jets game. Mm-hmm. He just was holding the ball trying to say, oh, Jacoby Myers might get open or, oh, uh, Devontae Adams might get open. No, motherfucker. They're not going to be open in time. But that's a testament Throw to the down.
1: That's a testament to, to again, what we've been talking about. If Antonio Pierce is the man, he's going to be able to convey that message where he understands Throw the check it down, motherfucker. It. but look, on the <laughs> check down. <laughs> we, we've been talking about Antonio Pierce taking over this team, yeah. And you know what? And, and who he took over this team from was for foreign from an inept coach, aka Pigeon Nuts McGee. Pigeon Nuts McGee. Now, as we get into this Woo! back half of the season. And we are now heading into the playoffs and heading into the inevitable coaching turnover. Mm. What we're looking at is coaches above and beyond Pigeon Nuts McGee, who are on the hot seat. So there's a couple, you know, I'm excited to talk about this. I love talking about this because change, in my opinion, is a good thing. Mm. Change plus challenge equals opportunity. It's Mm. always Teach people that change plus challenge equals opportunity. Oh, listen. And whenever there's a change in, with an organization and the coaching, give there's it to me be see challenge, which brings a huge opportunity. So I will tell you this. There are some coaches out here that are on the hot seat that, that their organizations are going to have the opportunity of fresh new blood mm. coming in there. So for you, what are the coaches that are on that hot seat that it's their time to get up out of here, and we need to infuse some new blood into our organization. Who are those coaches, in your opinion, that are on the hot seat right now? Okay, so
0: the first one that comes to mind is Brandon Staley, because <laughs> Brandon Staley, oh, and I love man, the Chargers, but Brandon is, Staley. Hey, listen, time they, to go. Their their offense is phenomenal. Their defense
1: is shit bad. And guess what? He's and- a defensive <laughs> coach. And He's an actual defense. He, he can't, came- he was is a def, he? he was a defensive coordinator taking this job coming Shut from your the mouth. The, 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 Vangio tree. Yeah. Oh my God. Shut your mouth.
0: Well, okay. Then he needs to be fired, 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 duh, da, duh, da, da. <laughs> Right now. Yeah. Mouse now. Yeah. Uh, about two days ago, he needs yeah. to be fired. If he is a defensive coach, then
1: what is going on? That, that, that's, what's what? so, that's what's so scary about the Chargers. They brought him in there because he came from the Vangio tree and expected him to come. Remember, uh, he came from the Vangio tree but was the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. Well, the Vangio tree ain't Jack then because good Lord. Well, w- what we found is, um, you know, sometimes at the end of the day is just like Antonio Pierce who we just talked about, you have to be leaders of men. Mm. And he can have all the technical prowess. He can have all the analytics. I don't don't want to sound good. Can you sit over here and lead men? Yeah. And I don't know that he's been able to tap in to the dogs that he has on defense.
0: Yes. Obviously they have talent, but what I think has been clear is they do not have, uh, let's say defensive tackles. And I think, No, they
1: brought in some new tackles this year. Well, they ain't working. They're not
0: playing well. They're not working. Right. And they're not getting that pressure. So then it's just Bosa and Khalil Mack trying to create that pressure. And then you have to say that their secondary has just just been atrocious. So whether you want to say
1: draft or free agent, they have been atrocious. So do you think if you brought Flores in there, Mm. that that defense would perform in the same fashion? I don't think so. I don't I don't I don't know, but it doesn't matter that the, the, the You bring charges, Tomlin in there. You think the defense no. so so That's so so so, so my point is is that they Tom have, Tomlin is he's they gonna have get him right too that he's done that with, with Minnesota. But what I'm saying is is that this man is not a leader of men. He's not an inspirer of men. He doesn't get people sitting over ready. He run through a brick wall. For go him. ahead and tell and him And that's me. his problem. Okay. Who's your number
0: two? Who else are you? For? I, I, I I hate to say this, but it's just the truth. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick got to
1: go. Now we all respect Bill Belichick, of right? Course. But you can't have a head coach being there for twenty years mm. because your players have heard all your best yeah. shit. And then you understand, just, understand what and I'm saying, and, and the message gets stale. And, and and when you really think of it, you have people that were in Belichick's um, first years as a head coach that are now grandparents. Mm. Now say that again. You have people who were in Belichick's first year with the with the Patriots that are now grandparents. <laughs> so when when you what think are about that, about? the world is different. These mm. players are different. The game is different. Things have changed. Yeah, these kids, these kids and I don't necessarily media. believe that he's jumped the shark because I believe if you take Bill Belichick and you drop him in with the Chargers and you bring and, and you have yeah, they some they're discipline real, there yeah. with his defensive well, problems. I you know I agree you, with you. you have I, a phenom- I, even, I even thought that too. Yeah, you have so. a phenomenal team. So what I do believe is that he's jumped the shark. He's past his prime with the team that he's been with for 20 years it's very interesting we will not know
0: with any certainty unless bill belichick does get fired and he does go to another team because right now i think the only thing that is a saving grace for bill belichick is is that you have accomplished so much as a winner that we just need to see you with actual a semblance of talent and right now you're playing on a team that is devoid of talent. So we don't even know the challenge
1: with that is, is that he was a general manager.
0: So he's so a general He
1: He's actually done the grocery shopping himself. So that's where the challenge and that's part of the game passing. I'm giving by. you, a, I'm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving you the points like bing, bing, bing. You're getting on all yeah, the points. The game so is passed is. and by, unfortunately, or what it is passed him by in New England. I think his next job. That he has to relinquish the, the the going grocery shopping. You have to let somebody who is much more in tune into this new era of football yes, to see? be able to get the players that that that, that are, so uh, right. are going to be successful and just allow him to focus mm-hmm. on, on on just winning games. Because the reality is is he's about a year, year and a half away from beating the all time record for mm-hmm. most wins by a coach. Yeah, and so which, which, to do that. You're gonna have to give up something. Schuler's record is it? Schuler's record. record. So you're gonna give up something so you can actually eclipse that record. And you controlling the grocery shopping. I don't believe that he's forgotten how to do this. I don't believe that he can't bring a lot to the table. He He doesn't have the talent, but it's his fault. Why? When you let Jacoby Myers, who's with your Raiders, go to pay fucking Smith Schuster the same money, the same money. And you know what? And if I'm the
0: owner of the, the Patriots, I'm like, all right, Bill. All
1: well, right he's already, Bill. He's already talking about, all right, Bill. He's already, yeah, giving, he's already like, giving this
0: motherfucker the side. I'm like, like, hey, yeah, you know, listen, I don't have the same level of prostitutes that
1: I used to have, you know, goddammit. Yeah, the massages is getting light <laughs> right now. Yeah. But let yeah. me tell you, the fire under both of those coaches is extremely, extremely high, and, I can't, okay. and I can't foresee under any circumstances – either of those two coaches moving forward into the next year. yeah, I would be absolutely shocked, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, would be sickened if these two coaches remained in their position moving forward. Mm. Now, I have a couple of other coaches. Okay, give it to me. Um, the, the first coach I want to talk about is Ron Rivera, who, again, is another old-school coach. That I believe the game has passed him by. I believe the cancer has slowed him down a little bit because he was diagnosed with and cancer. It's he's he's he's, he's, an he's he's empathy figure, too. It, right. And, and, and the reality is is what he did is he brought old heads along with him to be his coordinators. Uh, not BNME. BNME oh, yeah, is actually But his defensive guy. coach is sitting over here, old head, that uh, that used to be the Raiders coach, that again, the game has passed him by. He's old school mentality and he hasn't changed his, um, his, his, his process, process and his approach mm. on, uh, on how you do it in this. The NFL is different today than it was in 2010. Mm. In 2000 when these coaches were at their heyday. Mm. And guess what? Even more than that, the players are different now. Mm. So when, 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 when it, it's just tough for all of us to evolve, it's tough for you and I to evolve coming from, you know, 70s babies. Yeah, man. Graduating in the 90s. Listen, we're we we just armchair from.
0: judges. Uh, you know, but uh, hey, I, you know, even I, you know, I judged probably a good, uh, 10 years ago, I was a real good judge. Now I'm just giving it to you.
1: Uh, Things are different. But we have an opportunity when coaches sit over here and the game is passing by, that we have an opportunity to sit over and bring in and infuse new blood. Now, the team has uh, tried to do that with Eric B. Mm. And I think we are definitely seeing um, fruits of, of that labor, I think, uh, or of that decision. Sure. Because,
0: you know, Howell, were for all their losses and or wins, how has been averaging somewhere around – two to three touchdowns, I think
1: maybe even four touchdowns. How was leading the league in passing yards. Yeah. Like,
0: it's a real thing. It's a real thing. So,
1: I mean, kudos to the enemy. First and foremost, the and then
0: I got to get a little love to how because, you know, he's got to throw the
1: motherfucker. I, I think they found their quarterback. I think in the fifth round, they found a fifth-round right. quarterback that can lead their team. And, no I, doubt. And, and are there some things for him to improve on? Of course. But I do not believe that Ron Rivera is the team to lead Um, This organization into the future And Mm -hmm. now they have a brand new owner That is going to sit over here And and want to position this team To continue the offensive Explosion pardon me Magic is one of those
0: those. Magic too, is right? a
1: minority owner with him, yeah. And so Magic, are, you know, come from winning all the way from a player to now as an owner with the Dodgers, and now as a part owner with this. They're about winning, mm. and so being in me comes from a culture and a mindset of winning. Remember, in preseason, uh, they were sitting over here or. In training camp, they were saying they were talking about being enemy was too hard on him. And Ron Rivera had the nerve to come out and And kinda kind of admonish the enemy <laughs> for being hard nosed because guess what? He don't know how to win. He's never won at a high level. He's been the one Super Bowl. He he's only went to playoffs every other year in his coaching uh, in his coaching uh, mm. tenure. So this isn't an individual when he was in. This was when he was the Carolina. This isn't an individual that really knows what winning is at a high level. And so, the enemy does. So if the team is smart, they'll go ahead and let and send them off to the pasture, mm. and sit over and move the enemy there. Let the enemy bring in a nice. Young, you said um, if they're smart. If they're smart, you, you got to be smart to make these moves. Yeah. you got to be smart. You got to have some balls. If you don't have those two things, then what you're going to do is continue to stay with the same old shit mm-hmm. and get the same results. Yeah, and you ball. know what? And I think that uh, these billionaire ball player or uh,
0: owners—I mm-hmm. would say ball players. <laughs> ball players also sound so old. Like I'm from the 1950s. Ball but yeah, <laughs> these owners that are that are expecting a different result are really insane and they're very old school and it's kind of like, okay, listen, n- you nor I nor anybody else is gonna tell a billionaire what to do with his money. But what I will say is,
1: do you wanna win, yes or no? And hopefully Magic can tell this billionaire what the fuck to do with his yeah. money. You know what, what, what circumvents winning, unfortunately, is their need to feel comfortable. Mm. Because if, um, if winning was most important, then the losers of the Super Bowl, the, the the offensive and defensive coordinators, the coordinators for the losing team of the Super Bowl, wouldn't have gotten head coaching jobs before the winning offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl. Mm. So if it was about winning. Preach then guess what? BNME would be a head coach. But unfortunately, it's about them feeling comfortable and they feel comfortable with individuals that look like him. Just a fact. But let me tell you an- another individual that is a um, a-, a-, a perennial um, person that dwells in mediocrity. And that's Arthur Smith. He Ooh. has proven now you that have- he's not
0: a winner. You have said this about I want to say, least this might be on two or three episodes because I already know you do not like this dude.
1: You know why I don't like him? It's because when very few times do you have in the draft individuals that are uh, universally recognized as true generational talents at the position or role that they're in. And this team has two. And this motherfucker chooses not to put the ball in their hands. And so okay. guess what? You don't got to be Einstein. You don't got to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be a genius you have to understand dive, huh? that if I have uh B. John Robinson and he's Give the the ball. They give him the motherfucking ball. <laughs> and we don't have to go to week oh, ten before goodness. the first time you've ever given him the ball over 20 times in the game. Okay. And then we still have a tight end who was perceived as a generational talent that you haven't given him the ball in his entire career. You're gonna waste a <laughs> rookie so for Give me him it's, the ball, ladies and gentlemen. But guess what? I just saw today on Twitter, what? also known as X, is that they're gonna the, the ownership is standing behind him. And you know why The ownership <laughs> is standing behind Ooh, this I sorry you motherfucker like is because the owner is a billionaire, and this motherfucker's daddy's a billionaire. Uh oh. His daddy is Fred uh, uh, Fred Smith, Ooh, who is the have, owner of FedEx. Done your research. I have who is the owner of FedEx. And they are buddies. And so they said the only way that they will let him go this year is if the team turns on him. Mm-mm. So, so, again, Mm-mm. to absolve themselves of making the real smart, hard decision of letting this sorry motherfucker go and bringing in actual somebody who knows what they're doing and then blaming on the players as a reason to let him go. It's, Who knew that you were a
0: Falcons fan?
1: Because, good Lord, I would I'm not have known. I know if fan. You know what I'm a fan of? This I would talent. not have known. Because if Bijan was with any other team in the NFL, guess what he would be? He would probably be Rookie of the Year if it uh. wasn't for Shroud. Shroud's going to win Rookie of the Year. But if it wasn't for Shroud, he would he's gonna, he would win Offensive you, Rookie you, of the yeah. Year. He'd be 1A is what you said and, and guess what? Bijan's not going to win any rewards no. in his rookie season because he only gets the ball uh, and, and neither 2.5 carries and, 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 <laughs> a couple and, of screen passes and the frustration not just for me as a fan of talent not just for the fans of atlanta not for the team that sits over here and gives everything they got but this motherfucker sits over here and wants to think that he's smarter than everybody else fuck you and your privilege mm. Put the ball Ooh, in and we people's said hands. Word. We said privilege. Ooh. And put the ball in the people's hands that were fucking drafted by the leadership of the team. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh ching ching, and God oh. bless and good night. It, it, as you and see, we're done, ladies as you and it, it, it affects me here <laughs> oh, when man. I see when I see and it, in, we're done <laughs> when I see incompetence <laughs> when I see Woo! fucking mediocrity. Say it with your chest. Uh, when I just see that mediocrity. Yeah and seeing how it affects people. You got to understand that these are two great players mm. that their careers have been affected and they won't reach the heights. They won't get paid as much money as they deserve as their talent deserves okay. because this motherfucker thinks he's smart. But anybody else you sit over here in Dean as could be on that hot seat. Ugh. And there goes your TA take. <laughs> Thug <Third> life. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Ah. Yes. There it sure. is. Look, sure. he gave
0: you a whole bar, a whole
1: gold bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I'm good with it. Okay, I understand. Is, is there any other people? Because I think McDermott needs to get the fuck up out of here. Um.
0: Oh. Yeah,
1: I, after After, after okay, we saw agree. the collapse in the in the and the not you. Josh Allen's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and you could barely sit over and score 20 points against them. Well,
0: but. okay, so the only thing that I will say, and, and so when you say McDermott, I, this is the Bills coach, right? Yes. The Bills head coach. The only thing that I could say, let's say to save him, mm-hmm. is he lost, I want to say two, maybe even three, like, pro bowl level defensive players on his team. And it's so funny about the, the Bills because the Bills are like um, they're like the Clippers man. They just, it doesn't matter. You can they get all the like stars. The you can get they be all clopping. the, but guess what Bills? You be clapping. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I don't know who what God you need to pray to but you know, cause you it's just a dark cloud over this team. And it's like, man, you finally got Miller back. You finally got the Hall of Famer back. But guess what? You lost uh, your corner and you lost your 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 super pro bowl, uh, I'd say left or right linebacker.
1: You know what I mean? It's just like, damn. Well, well, let me educate you on some shit. A few years ago, we're talking about maybe... Now we're talking about six years ago. Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback for the Bills. I don't even know if you remember that. Tyrod uh, Taylor baby. was a starting quarterback for the Bills, and he had them on a trajectory to go to the playoffs for the first time in 15 years. Mm. Do you know what McDermott did? He Un- said, under the- get him a voucher. Under the auspices <laughs> of I'm doing what's best for the team, he put in the backup quarterback and bitched Tyrod Taylor. Okay, and bitch. they were on the cusp of making the playoffs. Wow. Is that how far we're back? We're yes. Through five motherfucking interceptions in the first half. Mm. Per um, that, that, that sounds very peterman Hey, five Interceptions in the first half. Okay. So, and then had to put Tyrod Taylor back in. Tyrod wow. Taylor brought him within three. They were down 33 nothing at half. Tyrod Taylor brings him within three and almost won the game. Okay. Had to put him back in. And guess what? That one game almost cost them the playoffs. They end up making the playoffs, losing in the first round, but that was the first time that that team had been to the playoffs in yeah. 15 years. And this stupid motherfucker bitched the quarterback under the under saying, I'm doing what's best for the team. That's what I knew. He was a stone okay. cold mystery. And you
0: know what? It just because we, what I, I think that you're giving the narrative correctly. And I will say that because what I remember about those teams in those days, especially the bills, because a We've seen the Bills' disasters happen Mm -hmm. every year, right? So all I would simply say is uh, the Bills have traditionally said, "Oh, well, let me uh, do the opposite of what is flying in the face of correctness." So the what's flying in the face of correctness is we have won with this Black mobile quarterback, even though he is traditionally a mobile quarterback and this is before the advent of mobile quarterbacks being involved Mm -hmm. so everybody has been trying to say oh i want a quarterback who knows how to read defenses and who can throw the ball in the pocket but the league has now caught up to the addition of the necessity even of having a mobile quarterback and Tyrod Taylor unfortunately his whole career has been about being in the margins he has Mm -hmm. always been a quarterback who has been very good for a variety of teams but they have always been in transition Mm -hmm. and they have never allowed him to be the guy and that's just an unfortunate thing about his career, but he's always been
1: successful at being a mobile quarterback. The point is, is that the coach, he was wrong then. And he's wrong. And he's and he wrong now with the direction of this team. And let me just say this one little last little nugget. Mm-hmm.
0: The thing that I think that you've brought up that is so poignant is Tyrod Taylor has always been a guy who has fixed the problem mm-hmm. and has never gotten credit never, for it.
1: Never, Gotten fucked every he single never, time.
0: He gets, he, gets, he gets fucked every, every single time. time. And then the only thing that bumps him out is injury or... But he always stays in lead because everybody says you're the fixer, and you so got what, fucked. You yes. know how big his asshole was. Oh me. my god! So, I can't even
1: imagine how many he. Oh my god! So let me tell you. So one I of the coach imagine. that I gotta sit over here and do a rant on is the Saints coach. Mm. I remember going into this season, and they had they went and got Derek Carr, and they were supposed to be. The number one, I think they're number one. Derek Carr is a hooker. Derek Carr is a hooker, but their Ladies coach. Ladies and gentlemen. Their coach is a hooker. You have, you're have you in one of the worst divisions in the entire league, and you're fucking 500. Mm. This is the Saints. and yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, who, that name is, uh, who that nation? Who that nation's His name is Allen. And guess what? You need to get him up out of there because, again, he's a mediocre motherfucker that doesn't know how to win.
0: Mm. That doesn't know
1: how to win at a high level. To your
0: general overall point is you need to have an individual who can speak to the locker room and be able to
1: influence the Dan locker room. Dan Campbell. I just brought up Dan Campbell, it just you know popped up out of there. And, mm. and, and so, you know, there's a delineation that we're starting to to, to, to recognize in the league of the the, the, the contenders and the pretenders.
0: That's very now, true. Now, I
1: personally think the Lions are a true unadulterated contender. Mm, I you said wrong. I I feel they're a contender at 72. Okay. You goddamn right. I, uh, Mahomes a a contender. Um uh uh Baltimore Ravens and Lamar a contender. Who else do you sit over here and see as a contender?
0: Okay, so I'm gonna go NFC, and I would say uh, the 49ers have been somewhat forgotten because they had those two or three losses, right? But the 49ers, especially, especially after making that trade,
1: yes, to I think that trade was in, huge. Oh my! I God. think that might be the. The, the, the differentiating factor. Yes. Yeah, it, it could potentially
0: be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 49ers to me are a genuine contender. Then, the other, let's say, non, even though I think we the 49ers are kind of obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But I would say the non obvious contender, and I hate to say this,
1: the Dallas Cowboys. See, I, I the think Dallas they're a pretender. I think they're a pretender. Do you I want to love them or oh, I want to like them? I can never love the Cowboys. I want to like them. But if you can't beat real teams, you're you're a pretender.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing about the 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 Cowboys. If you look at their schedule, they probably can easily win the next three games. So they just they just be the Giants. And then they could win the next three, and then it gets hard for them. Then they have to face the Eagles and the this and the that. Can they win more than they lose? Correct. So it's it's just like how you think that I'm a pipe dreamer when I start talking about my Raiders. But it's the same, it's the same concept. It's like, okay, you have about three out of the remaining of your schedule, you probably have three maybe four, like, legitimately hard games that you could lose all three or four, but you're still going to make the playoffs. So then the question then becomes, okay, you're going to run into one of two teams if I'm the
1: Dallas Forty 49ers.
0: The 49ers. Philly. Or the Philadelphia. You're not going to run into both. Right, one or the other. One or the other. So can you, as a Cowboy uh let's say prognosticator uh, a cowboy fan a cowboy hopeful mm-hmm. can you finally beat philly or can you finally beat outside the of injury
1: the answer is no unfortunately okay. yeah, well we haven't seen but that doesn't we haven't make seen them them them. a
0: pretender they have a puncher's chance you're saying it as though they have no chance in hell. They have a chance. That's I would
1: chance. I would love to see Dak so he doesn't get crucified again. To just be one of these motherfuckers one time. In his whole life. Whole life. <laughs> Just so, I, just so I don't have to hear oh. about him getting crucified. So I'm and cheering Steve for them. And watch Steve A. Smith on ESPN. Talk that with bullshit him, with a cowboy, cowboy hat. Looking oh like my a jack.
0: God, Oh, my God. So, yes, uh, I there, feel yeah. you. Okay.
1: But here's where the reality is. I don't know if they can. That's why you got to put a team like the Lions ahead of Dallas mm. in the contender or pretender realm. Well, okay. You know what?
0: I like the Lions. The Lions have done the whole... They've done the smart thing. They they got the free agency, and they got Gardner Johnson from Philly, who I think is a difference maker. I would just say he decided to hitch his wagon to the, the Lions because what he saw was, guess what? This offense is legit.
1: But here... Yeah. They do. In the sake of time, because we're going a little bit long today, because it's such a great week that we go a little bit long on great weeks. Tell me about the AFC. Okay, so damn. So our, our, who's, your, who's your pretenders in the AFC? Pretenders. Because they got a whole lot of them.
0: Well, okay, so pretenders to me is Jacksonville.
1: Yep. Ching, 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 ching. I, Who else? I, think,
0: I think Jacksonville is, they've proven themselves to be fake. And I
1: and that's disappointing because I actually was expecting them to like to rise. step up. And, and their and their Mickey Mouse and their Mickey Mouse record thus far is due to a weak schedule, not due to them being good. Another one that's probably a surprise: the Chargers. Chargers are fake. Well, everybody sits over and jacks off to the Chargers, and then they never show up. So yes, unequivocally, Chargers. Chargers mm-hmm. are fake. Bro. Fake. Fake. Uh, they, they they
0: score a lot of points, but they don't do shit else. Mm-hmm. Who else? uh Hmm. But let me give you well, one. Okay. Let so me give you, give you one. Give, Pittsburgh. Yeah, go ahead. Pittsburgh. give it to me.
1: Pittsburgh. Ooh, you Who's think... six and three. Ooh. Ooh. And, and let me tell you something. Ooh. I Ooh. love Tomlin. You think they're fake? Let me tell you why they're fake. They're op- their offense is a stone. Shots fire often stone cold mystery they have a quarterback that's never thrown multiple touchdowns in a game they have an offensive coordinator that's absolutely egregious who doesn't know what he's doing they have a running back who tomlin's team unfortunately yes but i got to keep a 100 here that team is, I didn't to feel like I'm getting hit with shrapnel and I gotta like, like block Tom, myself. Tomlin, Tomlin's getting them there, and guess what happens? Tomlin's gonna get them to the first round of the playoffs and they're gonna get mollywocked.
0: Okay, so, but to me, there's a difference between I make it to the playoffs and I get boobopped and I am an imposter. How about this? How about I agree with you a thousand percent, but. Tomlin has found a way to put spit and duct tape they're and match six, it together and turn that and team three. That's my point. They're six and three. How in the holy hell are they six and three? Tomlin. That means that they're not they're not fake. He finds a way to take me and you and you are drunk asses. The go <laughs> play for the Steelers, and then, and then we I mean be like, like that. And look, and look, give my helmet. Can I, crack? Can I, crack? Can I crack? And then next thing you know, I'm over here trying to break my neck. But Tomlin, he's a genius.
1: Tomlin is is a leader of men, but when the, what happened? That is, means they're not fake. No, hold though. on. The organization is held on to an offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, that is a that is a egregious mistake. Egregious. It's a egregious hey, mistake.
1: We're, we're, that egregious mistake makes him.
0: The Bills. Bills, yes. Are Bills, pretenders. Bills are pretenders. Let's
1: talk about some more pretenders. The Bengals. Ooh. Now, when you Ooh, have an offense see? that good, a defense that good, but you're not getting it done. Here's no. the funny thing about that. To me,
0: the, this week is going to tell – whether or not you're
1: right or wrong. They're going to lose to the Ravens. They always and lose now, to the Ravens. Now, now, now. Here's the funny thing. Do you want to do some push-ups next week? Because uh, uh, if uh, you wanted to bet, we can bet some pushups. ups
0: Now, I might need to get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> but, but listen, I, I think that the Bengals are not a pretender that you have the slim chance. So of they're a contender. Right. I think that they're a contender because there's a, even though they let's say they lost to Houston. Right. And they lost to Houston at home. Joe Burrow is that dude. Listen, Are the
1: Bengals going to make the playoffs? Yes. How many pushups you want to bet?
0: I can't do more than 20 because I don't want to bet 25 because <laughs> I want to see you struggle on the
1: last five. So let's See, bet 25 push up. This motherfucker right. Here. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. 25. See, So oh. guess what? On fantasy, I just have one name. You know, when we get to the end of the year, there are very few people that are out there percolating unless there's like a big injury. Um, and there isn't. But what we do have is we have a, a player that's come and kind of just uh, superseded the person that was in front of them mm-hmm. to, 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 to be great. Yeah, and no, so no. the... Uh, uh, I think his name is Keaton Mitchell, Ooh. the running back for oh, yeah. the Ravens, yeah, 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 is the yeah, yeah. person that that these individuals need to pick up for everybody out there. Yeah, need to pick up for their waiver wire. Yeah, I wish I there. did it. Keaton Mitchell, I know. He is very, very strong. I picked him up. He's on my bench. He still scored 13 points last uh, last week Ooh, and didn't even get a lot smart. of run. And he actually outscored by starting uh, one of my starting running backs. Yeah, he, so he, Keaton did, Mitchell yeah. is, is the deal. And guess what? DFS. This is nothing but DFS goodness coming up. You Ooh. got the Lions against Chicago, yeah, and you have yeah the the Commanders against the Giants. Those oh two my games, God. juicy. Did you guys? Juicy, did you juicy, guys see juicy. what what Dak did to the Giants? He scored forty one points. Mm-hmm. Fucking gave me a winning week. So I would encourage everybody How if you're playing old? DFS those two games. Hit him, hit him hard, and we're going. People that were out there and they
0: were very upset, and and myself included, Mm -hmm. they they picked Jahan uh, Dotson, Mm -hmm. and he didn't do jack
1: shit. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have picked him. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Mm. Oh. Oh, Oh. Oh, you wouldn't have picked
0: him. You should have called me for that. Oh, I know. I should have. But, okay, I digress. So, but what I would say is... Okay, so the safer picks, whether or not Jahan Dotson gets the targets or not against the shitty New York Giants, you're probably the safest picks or the tight end. Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Mm-hmm. You, you probably need to pick him. I, I, I've already said their gadget man is Samuels. Mm-hmm. Probably need to pick him. And then low-key... Uh, First of all, you could pick anybody from that offense, but Gibson? Gibson is their running back. Who's but they're the, the back in,
1: He's He's number two.
0: Yeah, but he's the third down back in. If I'm blowing a team out by, let's say, more than three touchdowns, uh, guess who's going to get all the burn? The,
1: the backup.
0: backup. The oh. backup. So the third and fourth quarter is
1: going to be. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Good stuff. See? So hey, great uh. shit, boom Church on the move. Appreciate y'all. Please like, subscribe, download, show us some love. But man, what a phenomenal motherfucking weekend! It was action. exciting, wasn't it? And, and look forward to next week. Appreciate all of y'all. All right, man, Church, Church on, the on the move, man. And hey, we did the damn thing. Yes, we
0: did. We'll we. see y'all next week.